news and interviews from across the world and right here in the central Susquehanna Valley. This is WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Mark Lawrence here, Rob Center there, our fabulous producer. We always appreciate his uh, help and hard work and making sure everything works and making sure the archives get archived and the podcasts get potted. So we appreciate that uh, all the time. So thank you, Rob. On the news line with us now, we're going to continue our discussions we've been having throughout the month of October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, as we paint the valley pink and talk about important aspects as it relates to breast health. And I'm glad to say we got a doc on the line. Uh, Dr. Kenneth Jusko's on the line uh, from Imaging Services at the Thyroid Humphreys Center for Breast Health. Good morning, uh, Dr. Jusko. Thanks for calling in today. Good morning, Mark. It's good to be back. Oh, I do appreciate you talking to us each year. I miss you in the Cooking Men, incidentally. Don't think your absence has gone unnoticed. <laughs> yeah, it, it's unfortunate this year the way the, the pandemic played it out, but uh, hopefully it was still a, a success and we can move forward and, and have a better event next year. All right, no pink mudslide for us. There is a Cooking Men <laughs> uh, virtual event underway, but folks go to uh, evenhospital.com. The event is underway, so you can still vote based on the videos, but no in person uh, fun tasting sampling event uh, this year so uh, we'll have that uh, on the schedule next year well let's talk about the forms of imaging that are available to women uh, when they uh, it is time for a breast examination what what's where's the science leave us right now sure ma'am mammography is still the gold standard when we evaluate the breast tissue um, it allows us to look for masses and asymmetries and, and just differences from year to year. The one thing that mammography gives us that ultrasound or MRI will not give us is the visualization of calcifications, which uh, a small group of microcalcifications can be the earliest sign of cancer. When we use breast ultrasound, we use that as a complement to mammography. Uh, it's used more of as a problem-solving tool. Um, we can see masses and areas of distortion um, that were maybe not seen on mammography due to their breast density. Um, and one of the other major reasons we use uh, ultrasound is due to breast density. Uh, a woman who's, um, I guess let me explain, uh, the breast is made up of two types of tissue. It's made up of fat and it's made up of parenchymal tissue. And when interpreting a mammogram, the fat is uh, gray in color and the parenchymal tissue is white. And the more parenchymal tissue that a woman has in her breast determines her breast density. So uh, we range that in four different categories, um, the lowest being fatty breast, which is not a derogatory term by any means. It's just a um, composition of mostly fat in the breast, all the way up to extremely dense, which would be greater than 75% parenchymal tissue. When you are looking for a mass on mammography, it is white, and the parenchymal tissue is also white. So you can imagine that if the breast is mainly dense, it's greater than 50% dense with parenchymal tissue, and you have a small 3-millimeter mass hiding in there that's cancer, it can be very difficult to see. Now you so we like it. Oh, please, we liken it to a, uh, like a snowball in a snowstorm, trying to find that tiny snowball and this heavy snow coming down. I often think of a CAT scan as being a high-definition type of a situation. Are CAT scans ever used for breast examination? We do not use CAT scans. Um, CAT scans do not give us the definition that we need. Um, however, we have breast tomosynthesis, which is 3D breast imaging, and it's a very similar. The tomosynthesis is where CAT scan comes from. The T is tomogram. Uh, so a tomogram is taking slices at certain depths in the breast 
or in the tissue of the body. So if you have a magazine and you want to see page 15, you can't see it from the cover. You have to go into the magazine and look at page 15. That's essentially what we're doing is we're taking different slices of the breast, different images at different depths, and that's what 3D imaging that we hear about is called tomosynthesis, and that's where um, we get better detail. Help me visualize this examination just a little bit. Uh, where are you? Are you in a room looking at a computer screen? Is it large or small? Or are you looking into a sort of a viewer type situation when you're using these different images? Sure. I'm in basically Command Central here. Um, there are uh, very large screens. Um, they're probably um, 18 by 12 inches. Um, and we have three of them. And we uh, look at the breasts from this year and we look at two different images of each breast as a typical screening mammogram. We look at what we call the cranial caudal view, which is from top to bottom, and then we look at a uh, lateral type view, so we see side to side. And we are able to manipulate those images by scrolling through using the mouse and scrolling through slice by slice. And on the top row is our newest, uh, most recent mammogram from today. And then on the bottom row, I have um, all of her prior mammograms, so I can look back in time and say, was this area there before? Has this changed at all? Is this something of concern? Now, if we remember your remarks uh, in previous years and Dr. Turner's remarks, uh, age 40 every year, is that still the gold standard? And then earlier, if there's some additional risk that's noted? That is correct. It is very confusing for a woman uh, today. There's several recommendations out there uh, for screening, but the physicians that deal with this day in and day out um, believe that yearly screening mammogram at the age of 40 um, it saves lives. It's uh, supported by the American College of Radiology, the American College of Breast Surgeons. If you catch breast cancer early, it's the key to success. The small cancers, the tiny cancers that we catch, the stage one, the early stage two, 99% survival rate. Um, so yes, the high risk patients, um, that's a slightly different story. Um, if it was a premenopausal mother, for example, uh, that was diagnosed maybe at the age of 35, that's a conversation that needs to be had with their physician uh, to decide whether they need to be screened possibly five to 10 years earlier. Weave into this the COVID-19 conversation. I've been to Evan a few times this year, so I know that there, it's, there just isn't anything the same as it used to be. I would call it obsessive cleaning, but it's scheduled, you know, every couple hours, all the touch surfaces get cleaned and so on. Explain how that interacts with your work. Um, it, for myself, it, it, it affects the techs much more. Um, the techs are the ones that are uh, boots on the ground. They're the ones that are with the patients. They're the ones that are making sure that we keep the flow moving so that we do not have the uh, waiting room um, excessively overbooked with patients so that they can keep their social distancing. Um, everyone's wearing a mask. We screen them uh, as they come into the building uh, for fever and any symptoms or any um, possible exposures, um, and they are the ones that are, the techs are the ones that are they're cleaning the rooms uh, and doing a great job at it. Uh, it adds a little bit more to their, their day, um, but I've heard zero complaints. Are women hesitant to get a mammogram? Are you hearing that from the scheduling folks? We are getting um, a majority of the screeners back. I think there are some patients that are still hesitant. Um, it's a small majority. Um, I would say maybe 3 to 5% still aren't 
making their way in here because of COVID and the concerns of contracting COVID. Um, what I would say to that is we are um, we are doing everything possible that we can to create a safe environment here and that to allow a possible um, breast cancer to go undetected, um, I think is much more risky. Explain how the Evangelical Community Hospital is a true nonprofit and the whole community is called upon to participate in supporting the hospital through fundraising and maybe in other ways, if you would. Yeah, we rely on the community um, largely uh, for there's so many women in this in this region that cannot afford um, appropriate health care, cannot afford a mammogram, um, and we use the events like um, like cooking men, uh, like donations from um, big donors and uh, and small do- donors alike, uh, to help create a, a a source that they can utilize in order to give these women who do not have the funds to get a screening mammogram, to get their ultrasound, to get their um, their cancer treatments. Um, so anything the community can do. If you were a supporter of Cooking Men in the past and were unable to support this year, um, number one, you, you still have opportunity to support. Number two, you have the opportunity just to support the breast center or the hospital as a whole as we are in a tough time just like any nonprofit. And I guess uh, I'll give you a, a closing remark. Anything else important to ask that we didn't mention? I just think you've, you've done a great job uh, painting the picture of how critical the examination and the breast cancer screening is, and that uh, Evan Hospital is uh, not just a, a, a gorgeous new building now off of Route 15, but that it is an integral part of our community. It is, and I would just say um, yearly screening mammograms starting at the age of 40 um, be diligent with that. When we can see small changes in the breast tissue, we, the, the goal is to catch breast cancer early. I don't wish any breast cancer on anybody, but the goal is to catch it early so that we can save lives. Um, know your risk and know your density. All right. Well, thank you so much for your help. I'm looking forward to the next pink mudslide. <laughs> Sounds good. At an actual cooking men. I think that was your award-winning dish, what, probably two years ago or so. So we appreciate that. Thank you, Dr. Kenneth Jesko. Thanks for calling in today. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Dr. Kenneth Jesko, uh, a image from Imaging Services at the Thyram Humphrey Center for Breast Health. We are painting the valley pink and making sure that Evangelical Community Hospital is uh, brought up and talked about during Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I got my pink shirt on, and uh, we are uh, participating in these interviews today and still dressing up pink, as we always do, even though we don't have too many guests uh, in studio uh, these days. You can go to evanhospital.com support if you're interested and participating in any of the fundraising aspects from this and the 2020 Cooking Men Online Chef Challenge is underway. Uh, while Dr. Jesko's not involved, we do know that uh, Tom Morgan of our sister station 94KX is involved. He's got a video up there and you can see that and uh, you can uh, see Drew Kelly's uh, dish as well on the virtual online chef challenge that's underway for Cooking Men this year. Remember, evanhospital.com. Come.